Welcome all you would-be hecklers to the Fozcast. I'm your host, the uniquely untrollable, always lovable Fozzie Bear. Joined as always by the Price is Right crew, Josh. I am Josh. I am Josh. Our lovable producer. What up, Shasi? Glad to be here. Yeah, today our guest is someone I've known for a few years now, an Irish-born citizen with an uncanny ability to be your best friend, or maybe your worst enemy. I've seen that, <laughs> I've seen that temper a few times, my man. And sheer size, how tall are you, Simon? Four foot three. All right. <laughs> Feeding into this Irish-born citizen thing quick. <laughs> I must be six. two feet tall because he's at least <laughs> double my size. So. Uh, six eight. All right. Six that's eight. Nice. <laughs> so to start, I'd like to ask you a semi-loaded question. People have this idea in their head that Irish are good at two things. Drinking. Yep. And fighting. Is yep. this true? And do they go hand in hand? <laughs> We're good at drinking. <laughs> Just because we fight all the time doesn't mean you say we're actually good at it. <laughs> so you've had a few scuffles in your day? I, I've had a couple. Yeah. All right. No, all right. I, I've never started a fight in my life. Ever. <laughs> the famous last words. I've not, no, I never, I've, I've never started one. Finished <laughs> a few. Yep, 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 yep. So where are you from in I am, Ireland? I am from a little village called Cushendall. It's about 40... Cushendall. Cushendall. It's about 40 miles northeast of Belfast. All right. You're way up there. Way up there. Nice. The very most northeasterly point of the country. Oh, it sounds beautiful. It sounds actually. like beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's so. No, people people go to Ireland. They always go to the south of Ireland. But where I'm from, where the, the, there's nine valleys called the nine glens of Antrim, is the county, and it is some of the most beautiful scenery in the world. Nice. It really is. Do you get back often? Whenever I can, mm-hmm. honestly, usually every couple of years. And every and you, whenever you go back, it's like fuck. It's so beautiful here. And then people say, "Why did you leave?" Well, it's like, why do people leave America? Why do people leave this one state to go to the next? You know, just there's Everyone's nothing. There's nothing story. there for us. You mm-hmm. know, honestly, there's nothing there. So. Yeah. Did you have a big family while you were out there? Uh, I have two brothers, and but extended family is huge mm-hmm. so every time we go back my, my daughter my daughter and son are they're always meeting new cousins <laughs> nice. you know that they've get, never met get before dicey. it is yeah <laughs> you know half them i don't even fucking want to know, you know? <laughs> right. but, but uh yeah no yeah there's a big extended family yeah but, nice your brothers uh, are still out there or they no, in the States? i have one brother in australia oh geez you're spreading out and one brother was in thailand he was engaged to a girl from thailand so he would spend six months in Thailand and six months in England mm. working. Just because of the way their visas work, that he wasn't allowed to stay uh, longer gotcha. than six months at a time yeah. until they get married. But I think even then, if they got married, it was the same. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to be allowed to stay all year. Really? But, but they, they're not together anymore, so he lives in Scotland now. So. Nice. Well, but. time period-wise, I mean, there was a lot of... I've heard some stories... Um, about some armored vehicles and right. Molotov cocktails and such, and you know, so was that there was a there was a conflict going we, on? We we have a conflict in North Ireland. Well, it's known as the Troubles. Okay, right? is it still going on? Not as much as it used to. Okay. It would be a little bit louder than that. Let's just say that every 4th of nice July when the fireworks yeah. are going off, I get very homesick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had the Troubles in North Ireland, which a little bit of history is Ireland split into two. Northern Ireland is British rule. Southern Ireland is Irish rule. There's 32 counties in Ireland, 
and the, the six counties in the north are what they call the occupied mm-hmm. counties, right? And it's predominantly Catholic and Protestant mixed religion. It's all, you know, people say it's a religious, it's not a religious war. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a fuck about religion, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. When we get into the Catholic Church, you know, that will... <laughs> but yeah, it's not, it's not religion. It's more about being ruled by one country or the other. So mm-hmm. if you remember back and way back, the British Empire were all over the planet mm-hmm. and we just happened to be the closest ones to them, you know. So, and the the... The Easter Rising in 1918 sort of started it, which that was in Dublin when they were fighting back the British to get them out. Mm -hmm. So eventually there was a treaty made that they would give up most of it, but they were keeping the north of Ireland. Mm -hmm. And so then in the early 70s, it really kicked up a notch because the the Catholic side or the, the nationalist side wanted the British out pretty much. They wanted to be home ruled again. So the IRA was reborn yeah. to to get them out, and that went on for a now, long time. Now still a long passively. Time. <laughs> it's still going. So we had the, we had the, the 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 Good Friday Agreement, and Good Friday in nineteen ninety eight, which didn't get the British out. It's still ruled by the British, but it it set up a what they call their own government to be ruled by themselves. So you have a mixture of Catholic and Protestant politicians now who, well, supposedly were supposed to work together mm-hmm. and, and try and rule together. But if you think politicians in this country are bad, <laughs> we do it even better. Yeah, right. Because they <laughs> really, they, they really hit each other. Um, and now we've got politicians who were involved in the armed conflict at one point or another. So you've got Jerry Adams, well, who's since retired, but Jerry Adams was the leader of the IRA at one point, although he would tell you he's not, or he wasn't, <laughs> but everybody okay, knows he yeah. was. So he was the leader of Sinn Féin, which was the political wing of the IRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get, their their aim was always to get a united Ireland. And they were the political wing of the IRA. But then on the other side, you had the Protestants had their politicians and their terrorist organizations you had the uvf and lvf and uda and all <laughs> sorts of, of stuff alphabet. yeah so there was a, there was a whole bunch and so they were fighting each other trying to get the protestants wanted the british kept in there and the catholics wanted them out was there a certain um, central mm-hmm. location where like the most of, most of the, the the big of it was belfast mm-hmm. and you've pretty much belfast is kind of split into two you get east and west belfast mm-hmm. West Belfast was Catholic and East Belfast was the Protestants. So you've got the Falls Road in Belfast, which was the epicenter of the IRA stronghold. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Shankill Road in Belfast, which was the Protestant paramilitaries. That was their stronghold, you know. Okay. But it does spread out into the rest of the... That's what you I've know, heard. You've yeah. got Derry. Have you ever heard of Bloody Sunday? Mm-hmm. Well, that was Derry. Um, and that was... Bloody Sunday was in 72, 73, 73, 72, which was, a, which was a human rights march. It started out as a peaceful protest. Um, and it started by the British Army will tell you that they heard they were fired upon first, but it's since been proven. Yeah. We had about four or five years ago, they still, they were, you know, from 1972 until two years ago, mm-hmm. when they finally 
got justice where the finally British government actually went and okay, we're going to get this inquiry going on to see what finally what happened. So it was proven that, that the British army started it and they just started open fire on these yeah. innocent people that were a human rights protest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like what you see today. Yeah, I was going to say. On the streets. But if you imagine these today and you imagine the, the army mm -hmm. coming in and open firing on them and yeah. just killing a bunch of people, you yeah. know. And there are no cameras around. Like There was cameras, but well, it was 1972. Like there was no yeah. cell phone. There was news cameras and stuff there and there is f fairly good footage of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that really, that they kicked it up quite a notch that the IRA says, we got to do something that we're going to kick it up. Yeah. No. Right. So you've got this population of people, and I've all along, ninety-nine percent of the country didn't want any trouble. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted it. <clears throat> but you had that one small percentage mm -hmm. ruin it for everybody. Ruin it for everybody that yeah. was yeah. keeping it going. So then, when the Good Friday Agreement started, which which brought ceasefires on both sides, um, all of a sudden you have guys that were in the ARA making a living, mm -hmm. blowing up police stations or shooting policemen. Or shooting soldiers, or blowing up police cars, they they were making a living off of this. Yeah, and this is this is like as you're growing up, you're, oh, you're yeah. seeing this. Yeah, here. it's trickling yeah. into your neighborhoods. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but these guys are making a living out of it, and all of a sudden you've got 1998 came. We've got peace, and all of a sudden you've got this population of people. Well, what do I do for money now? Mm -hmm. And then <clears> since the peace started, then you had splinter groups started. Now you've got the real IRA or the continuity mm -hmm. IRA. <laughs> They're just splinter groups yep. that have started because they, they're trying to keep it going. You know what I mean? So, right. But even, like when we were growing up, we, you know, we went to Catholic high school. Schools don't mix. You've got Catholic schools and Protestant schools. And nobody mixes yeah. until you go to college. And then and then start flying. No, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. when, I, when we went to high school, I never, I never knew a Protestant. Didn't really? know any Protestants until... 16 really? we, we left high school no. and went okay. to the local community college wow. didn't know any cop protestants and then when you go to college they're just the same as us mm -hmm. you think of what yep been lied to all these years you think of what's going on here what's going on and most people think like that you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely why you know it's it, it, it sort of i would say it's sort of similar to the race issue in this country too you know if you're growing up in a predominantly white area that you're not going to see people of color mm -hmm. So you brought up to think, well, they're this, but then once you actually see them, you think, oh, they're just they're like us. Yeah, absolutely. They're that's like that's kind of why I wanted to have you here today, yeah. just talk about the perception yeah. there after and overall just feeling, and it's not so different sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you might have seen a lot more than we have. I mean, we can, just to lighten things yeah. up a little bit, there's one story you told me that yeah. I, I kind of want to bring up, and it's about... Uh, I think it was your wife you said was talking about. We played kick the can as a oh, kid. Oh no, my sister. Your sister. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I was sitting at her house one day and I saw these kids out playing this game on the street. I said, "What the fuck are they doing?" What? And I'm sitting watching them and I, and I couldn't understand what the hell. And I and she came into the room. And I says, "Colin, what what are they doing out there?" She says, "Oh, they're playing kick the can." And I says, "Kick the what the fuck's kick the can?" And she says, "Oh, that's what kids play." And, says, and she and she started laughing. Wait, did you not play? I said, "No." She says, "What did you do?" I says, we threw bricks and petrol bombs at the barmaid. <laughs> <laughs> and she started laughing. I said, no, seriously, that's what we did, you know? You're like, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah, that's, not, yeah that's what we did, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know, a serious we, thing. We, we're making light of it, of course. Yeah, yeah we, we, had our, we did have our own games, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, when we were kids, we weren't in the city as such, so we were out in the country, but, 
the army would roll through the town, you know, and, the, and there was a big police station in the, in the town. And all the police stations are not like the police stations here. Police stations there, the one in our village is, the rumour was that two-thirds of it was underground. Mm, really? And it's all, you know, there are bomb-proof windows in the buildings and mm -hmm. there's 30-foot fence around it. So they're all they're all barricaded in, you know. Yeah. So, so when you were young kids, you know, you would you know you wait for the police car, waiting for the doors to open sometimes, and wait for the and the police cars are all unmarked, they're all bombproof, right? So and you wait for them to wait for the doors to open and wait for the the car to come out, and you just pulled up with bricks and stuff, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, gotcha. and and as and as kids, you were just trying to just to try to get a chase out of them, you know, trying to get them to chase you. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. and then the army would come through, and you'd be sitting in the middle of the street, and and <laughs> sometimes, you know, if you could hear the rumbles or you heard that they were in town, somebody would go get a a, a can of petrol, gasoline, mm -hmm. yeah, and they would pour petrol, <laughs> pour petrol up and down the and through the village. One there's one road in and one road out, right? <laughs> nice. And they would pour petrol on the street. So these armored trucks are coming, right? in. and you could hear these armored <laughs> personnel carriers. They were called Saracens, I thought they were called. You could hear this. You could hear the rumble of them coming. And as soon as you saw them, somebody would throw a match down, and the whole road would just get lit up, and these trucks would just drive through. And then once they get through, they would stop. And then you would hear the brakes, and then all these kids were just boom, <laughs> running cockroaches. Yeah, because the these soldiers <laughs> got out with the machines gone mm. trying to, you know, they weren't going to shoot yeah. you. Yeah. you weren't, they, they weren't going to shoot kids like you and know. They're just they like laughing just, it off, like they're oh, just laughing it off. Kids. They're just trying to chase us, you know. Yeah. It all so. comes in the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just that's yeah. the way it was, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's equivalent of in the suburbs, some kids throwing eggs at cop cars. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So you, you know, and if, if if they were in the town, there was always there was always a crate of milk bottles. So when we were kids, that's what you'd fill them up. You would, <laughs> nice. uh, when we were kids at primary school or like or elementary school, um, it was a, a, a government program. So every kid got a bottle of milk every morning when you went in. There was a bottle of milk. So you sit in the little straw as, as okay. young kids. So as as your kids got older, there'd be crates of these empty milk bottles at the at the local school. So people were going up stealing them. Because <laughs> they made the best petrol bombs, <laughs> these little small, and there was always around the, the village there was little places where these would be stored and waiting for, um, fucking the next time the army rolls in, and, and it was the same as Belfast. You know, in the in the city itself, these would be always there'd be houses. There was always somebody's house with a backyard where there was they were ready to go, <laughs> Molotov cocktails ready to go at a moment's notice. You didn't have to go and wait. Oh, oh they're here. No, we'll go pour petrol. No, these are ready to go. <laughs> As you got older, did you make your way into Belfast for, for so, larger kabooms and more So armored? So when I left high school and then you went to college, so then it was into Balamina, was the next biggest town with us. And that's a more mixed town, mm -hmm. you know. It's still got its own bars, Catholic mm -hmm. bars and Protestant okay. bars. Like our, where I'm from, our village, it's all Catholic bars. They're just bars. Mm -hmm. But when you start going out into the bigger towns, then you have to, you know, well, so when we went to college and we went for a drink or something in the evening, the Protestants that we went to school with, we were friends with, mm -hmm. we couldn't go to their local bar and have a drink. And they couldn't go to our bar and have a drink. Or what? Or just didn't happen? You just didn't happen. Okay, and gotcha. if it did, yeah. because people know, so here, you always know who's a... Catholic who's a Protestant and all that, going by a few things, and my wife to this day just doesn't get it. <laughs> you can tell a Catholic or a Protestant by what they're wearing, 
by their last name or even their accent over there. Because our accents over there vary from village to village. Mm -hmm. And so you know pretty much growing up there, it's hard to explain how you, how, how you know it, mm -hmm. but you pretty much know how what religion somebody is by, by by looking at them over there okay but but if i was to go to a protestant bar with one of them guys at that you know you would have been they would ask you to leave mm -hmm. they would say you know you're not welcome here mm -hmm. you know it's just but that, that's just the way it is that's yeah. that's that's the norm now once you there is bars and stuff that are kind of mixed where they they don't really care mm -hmm. more so now but in the mid-90s and stuff, they really just started, them bars started to come up again, you know. For sure. So what did you do for work after college and all that good stuff? I start, I was, I started in the <coughs> restaurants as a chef. Yep. And started young. Yep. Started young. Once you start, you can't get out, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> And, I, you know, bar, you bartend as well a little bit. And so mm -hmm. then, and I started bouncing in nightclubs. I started bouncing in nightclubs at 17. Where? In, in Belfast? Outside of Belfast. Okay. <laughs> started bouncing at clubs before... Where I couldn't even get in if I wanted to go and have a drink. Okay. You had it. They were twenty one. You had to be twenty one to get into the nightclubs, and I was at seventeen. I was bouncing in them, <laughs> nice. just because of my size. Yeah. And then I did a little bit of martial arts and stuff too. Yeah. And so the guy who was teaching me martial arts says, "Come on, you got to come with us some night and start working." And that was it, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's, Sorry, just, it's hard for me to picture like a dojo in the middle of Ireland. Yeah, well, the one I went to it wasn't really a, it wasn't a do it was above a, a like a grocery store. Okay, and it was just a room, and it was yeah. nothing fancy. Yeah. Like, my kids have gone here to do karate out here mm -hmm. too, and it's like, geez, look at this <laughs> mirrors yeah. everywhere. We had four walls with <laughs> just floorboards with nails in them <laughs> hanging out of them. You know, that was it. You know, toughens you up for. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? Was it a business opportunity that brought you to the States? Um, so I came out to open an Irish pub, and it was through a, um, a guy who I worked with years before in a nightclub. He he, he ran in this hotel with a nightclub. I was one of the bouncers in there. And then I eventually he owned a hotel over there, and I was he brought me on as their chef. I was only in there for three months, then he sold it. The hotel, yeah, wow. and he called, and I and I lived in the hotel as well. A lot of, uh, hotels are like that over there. You got the staff quarters, mm -hmm, yeah, which just party time, you know, <laughs> just, after hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I lived in the hotel. So I was at home on my day off, and uh, he calls me, and he says, "I've got good news and bad news." And he says, well, "What's what's what's the bad news?" And he says, "Well, I sold the hotel." He's okay. <laughs> What's the good news? He says, I'm going to open a place in America. You want to come? <laughs> After three months of working for it? Yeah. All right. And Must I said, have okay, been one hell of a okay. chef. Uh, so, and this was on a Monday. And I says, okay, so what's the... He says, I need you there a week on Friday. <laughs> nice. And I said, okay. Pack your shit. Yeah, and that was literally it. So I had to go back to the hotel, pack my stuff up, and I had like less than two weeks, and that was it. And I came here with half a, suit a suitcase, not even full of clothes. <laughs> I thought, you know That's what? honestly the best way to move. <laughs> yeah. Like, not having to move any Yeah, I came, half, I came with a suitcase. It wasn't yeah. even half full. Yeah. I could probably get it all in a little plastic jewel bag yeah. or something, you know, yeah. or, or a Trader Joe's brown paper bag. <laughs> I says, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go. So were you, just thinking like, were you just thinking like, let's just try something I says, new. you know what? I, I wasn't, I had no girlfriend, no married around. Yeah. I sold my car and I says, that's it. Let's go and see what it's like, you know? And right. um, I says, if I go for a year or two years... <laughs> you know, we'll go for a party for two years, yeah. whatever. We'll see what it's like. Yeah, Hell yeah. 
22 fucking years later and go. I'm still here. <laughs> 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 yeah. Speaking, yeah. Of, speaking yeah. of parties, yeah. as far as when you got to the States, so we overdo St. Paddy's Day in America. Oh, fuck, yeah. So, like, I just, <laughs> so we get drunk and, and, yeah. and paint our rivers green and right. walk around like idiots and puke on things. So, What's it like in Ireland? Do people just go to church? No, we right? go to church. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Go to fucking church. If you're a practicing Catholic. Okay. If you're not a practicing Catholic and a Catholic, you tell your mom and dad, yeah, I'm going to church. Pub. You go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. It's not, it's, oh, it's nothing like here. Yeah. It's, I couldn't believe when I got here. <laughs> so the, the first, I got here in November 98 and we opened the Irish pub. And so the first St. Paddy's Day, I took it off not because it was St. Paddy's Day, it was because Manchester United were playing that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was because you yeah. wanted to go to church. Yeah, so I, and so we had all the Mexicans work in the kitchen that day, and mm-hmm. there was me and two other Irish guys in the kitchen, and we says, we're not working. We're going to go watch the game. So we let we, we got prepped up for the Mexicans. We still didn't realize how big this was in this country, St. Paddy's Day, mm-hmm. until we got to the pub that day. <laughs> we went to a different bar to watch the game. And when we come back to McNally's after the game, and it was like there was people lined out the door. And I thought, what the fuck's going on here? And that was the first. I says, holy fuck. <laughs> what, what was it? Did you think they were making like fun of your culture? Or was it like, I just these guys are idiots? I what? just didn't realize. And, and, and it just got bigger every year after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, <clears throat> it's just, I, I just... <laughs> to this day, I'm stunned. I just don't get it. <laughs> you know. How about, you said you came in in November, right? Yeah. So another American holiday, Thanksgiving. What was? Oh, what was that? Now, here's no. Here's a fucking story. <laughs> right? Here's a fucking story. I thought they would get one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, watching movies and stuff when you grow up, you always hear Thanksgiving. Didn't really know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. We, we Turkeys, knew it was a, yeah. you knew it was a, a turkey day. So we got here, I think it was the 22nd of November. I think it was actually the Kennedy's anniversary mm-hmm. of when he was shot. 22nd or 23rd of November, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So thank. So when I came out, I was asking the guy, who, he says, what are we coming to? Is the place going to be open? It's almost going to be ready, he said. We just got to go in and do some prep work in the kitchen. So when we got here, it wasn't fucking ready. Mm-hmm. There was four walls in the, in the oh, pub. No bar, no table. There was no nothing. Bare bones. There was nothing. There was no <laughs> equipment or nothing. So we were, for the first couple of weeks, we were helping them just doing the cleaning up construction, whatever. Mm-hmm. So on the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, it was a normal day. And at the end of the day, and we lived in a house, that they had bought a house for us to stay in. And it was just across the street. So Wednesday, five o'clock, they said, okay, we'll see you all tomorrow. And I thought, okay, we'll be here first thing, seven o'clock tomorrow morning. And went over a couple of drinks in the local bar and uh, nobody had mentioned anything. So <laughs> we got up at this. So there was only two of us in the house that day. And we got up on the Thursday morning, as normal, <laughs> walked over to go to start work. And well, it was surprisingly quiet. There's fucking nobody here. I thought, and I look at, we're looking out the window, and normally on a on a weekday morning in St. Charles, there's the, the traffic's fucking steady up mm-hmm. and down that yep. 64. And I'm looking out, there wasn't, we didn't see one car. And and I turned into this Jared that was with me, and I says, Jared, is there something? 
something wrong here. What? <laughs> so we waited there for two hours to nine o'clock in the morning. We're just sitting there waiting for all these other <laughs> construction they, guys to show there. up. And and like there's a we're sitting on a stack of drywall just on the we're sitting and he says, Nine o'clock, there's nobody here, is it? No. There's no cell phones. Mm, yeah. There wasn't even a phone in the pub. There was nothing. Not a car on the street. Not a car on the street. So I said to Jared, you know what? Nobody's here at nine o'clock. We're going to go down for breakfast. There's a little breakfast place down the street, and we go down, and it's closed. <laughs> right? And so the two of us are dejected, walking up the street with their heads down. <laughs> so and we both, I smoked at the time. So and I pulled out my my last cigarette out of my pack, and I laid it up, and I'm walking up, and we're smoking. I said, Jared, there's something wrong here. Did something, <laughs> did something happen here last night? <laughs> so... We go back to the house, and they say in the house that we've got our clothes. There's no TV, no radio, no nothing. No, we've got nothing. And two o'clock comes, and we're still not, and we've got no cigarettes. So I'm pulling, I'm getting in the ashtray, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling butts out of the ashtray, trying to, because yeah. you know, four hours without a cigarette, now things nothing are bad. Nothing to do at things all. Things are bad, right? <laughs> and there's nothing in the fridge. And we don't even we don't even have cups in the fucking place. So we're drinking water. We turn the water on the faucet. We're drinking out of the faucet. Right. We have no idea what's going on here. I know there's not there's nobody walking on the street. There's nothing. Seven o'clock comes. Eight o'clock comes. There's still nothing. And you're starving. And we're starving. Yeah. yeah and everybody's feasting. Nothing. And you're pissed nothing. because you got no cigarettes. There's no cigarettes. There's no food. There's no drink. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And our local pub across the street usually opened up at five, so we go over there and it's closed. <laughs> Shit, can't get a beer. So, and I said to Jared, Jared, there must have been a nuclear attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, I said it jokingly, but at the back of my mouth, thinking, this is going to fucking happen. Yeah, you're like, I should be worried. <laughs> I was like, there's something, something's <laughs> happened here. <laughs> right? 10 o'clock comes. 10, 11 o'clock. He says, I'm going to bed. I can't fucking... I'm like, shaking. Don't yeah, like, sleep this thing off. Nicotine withdrawals already. We're at the 12 yeah. hours and don't nicotine will go. Maybe, maybe it's a bad dream. Yeah. And we've smoked all the butts in the ashtray. There's nothing left. Right? So I says, fuck it. We go to bed and I can't sleep all night. And we get up the next morning and we says, 7 o'clock, let's, let's try this again. Creep through the window. We go up, 7 o'clock, and we started walking across, and there's fucking traffic everywhere. And, and, and we walk over, and their fucking construction workers are there. And we walk in, and, we just, and we're looking around. And it's just, everybody fucking stop. Yeah. Where you. the fuck were you yesterday? Yeah. And then they're all, t- oh, wait, that's fucking great turkey dinner with this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of cigarettes. You. So we use the C word a lot in Ireland, yeah. right? Like everybody's a cunt. Yeah. Yeah, Every, yeah. yeah, yeah. You group of guys together, it's where you're all cunts. Yeah, yeah. cunts yeah. And I just, you fucking cunts. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, ooh, wow. In and they're all going, what the fuck? And I just, you motherfuckers. And that was the first time in this country I'd ever used the term motherfucker. Nothing gets more American than that. Yeah. And I thought, okay. Because I'm talking to Americans, these motherfuckers. Where the fuck were you yesterday? Cunts. And I just couldn't. And it, and and it, oh, where we were at such and we went to such and such a house and we had turkey. But this is cunts. Yep, 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 yep. That was all I could say. And, yep. and all day long we're hearing about these, well, these great fucking turkey dinners yep. you had, they had. And this is. And you're like, on the grill trying to make your breakfast. Like, just, 
I, we didn't have a grill in the, in the <laughs> restaurant. Oh, that's so, right, you're bare There was though. nothing there. So we said, fuck it. So me and Jeremy went down to the breakfast place and, went, and I sat there for four hours. And I, we ate a feast. We had breakfast, lunch and dinner in two hours. <laughs> nice. And so ever since then, I've come across a few Irish guys that have come out and I've always made a point, hey, that's what that, come awesome. to my house for Thanksgiving because I know what it's like mm-hmm. not to yeah. be here. Yeah. Right? So then on... When it came Christmas then, there was no shortage of people volunteer. Hey, you want to come to our house? You want yeah. to come to our house? You want to come to our house? And uh, <laughs> I says, no. So one, this girl, Wendy, that was working with the rest of our family, Wendy invited, she heard the story. So she invited us to her mum and dad's house mm-hmm. for Christmas. And because they already knew what we had gone through Thanksgiving, when we got to her house that day, <laughs> there was fucking gifts. We didn't know anybody at the house. Yeah. But they had got us gifts, me and this other guy. And dinner and bottles of booze and everything. Yeah, yeah. This was fucking great, right? And so the day after Christmas, we go back to work, and some one of the owners comes and says, "Simon, I know you had a rough day on Thanksgiving. I just want to make sure that you had a you were taken care of yesterday. What did you do?" And and unbeknownst to me, I didn't. I said we went to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Mike and Mike Phillips said, "Oh, <laughs> really?" <laughs> and, it, and, I, and his face oh fuck I feel bad now <laughs> and, I thought, and I thought I'm not going to correct them <laughs> yeah, go. I'm just going to let these fuckers think that we went sweet, to Wendy's sweet sweet revenge yeah. right? I'm just going to let them think my... I'm just going to let them think we had a cheeseburger at Wendy's on Christmas Day <laughs> I went to my friend Burger yeah. King's house yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah. that's amazing yeah. that's, that's so... <laughs> I love how you play into it too. Yeah, I just say, I'm just gonna let the fuck let you suck on that for a few days, you know? Yeah. yeah. You could correct her or it'd be funnier yeah. like <laughs> when you're telling the podcast yeah. about it. He's bringing leftovers yeah. in, yeah. like mashed yeah. potatoes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So fuck you. No, we, we went to Wendy's. And what are you doing for New Year? We're going to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> so so was that like some of the biggest things to get used to when you got here? Uh, I mean, um, you talked politics before. I mean, was it a little different adjusting to that whole scheme? I, I honestly, God, politics is the same. Every country you go yeah, to, yeah, nobody, can, nobody likes each other. That. You got mm-hmm. two sides, and it, so at least you've only got two sides here. You go back <laughs> to us, you got four or five different political parties, mm-hmm. and, they're all, are and they're all for fucking that. different, you know. <laughs> yeah. So on the Catholic side, you've got the the Sinn Fein, you've got the SDLP, who kind of does both, you know, but. And then you got the, the, the it's, it's crazy. You can't keep track of it. At least, you've, like I say, at least you've only got two in this country, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, it's politics is the same everywhere. Yeah, you go, for sure. Hey man, well, it seems like you've done. You, you've stayed. You've stayed for twenty two years. Twenty two years. So, uh, yeah. It seems like you've. I, dug I love some, it. I love it here. I, I really do love it here, mm-hmm. and and I, I do I do get homesick a lot, which I don't mind. Um, it's it's easier <clears> now because I get TV stream tv from home and all now like 22 years ago we had nothing we were yeah. landed here we're nothing we we would have uh you would hear somebody going to remember borders the bookstore mm-hmm. when they were mm-hmm. it was bookstores or right? yeah. well borders would have the irish papers once a week the irish newspapers okay, okay. so okay. the one in saint charles or the one in geneva it was always a fight so <laughs> there was a group of, there was a group of irish guys in saint charles fighting over here too huh yeah. so it was always <laughs> trying to get the borders first to get the newspapers <laughs> because we you know That's the internet the internet fight. was over <laughs> nobody had computers really, yeah, not really yeah, computers yeah, for yeah. internet so 
you had to get to the borders to get the papers. And when you got there, there was nothing left. You were like, who the fuck got them? <laughs> <laughs> and then you were trying to call around, hey, did you buy the newspaper thing? No, I didn't buy them. So then we always find out. So you'd find out who would have them. And then for the next two days, they were getting passed. This one newspaper, this it sounds stupid, <laughs> but this newspaper would get passed around from house to house. There you go. Just to get like sports results or write-ups about yeah. sports and stuff for yeah, the, yeah. the local news, you know. But it's so much easier now because it's all in your fucking magic light box in your hand. Right, yeah, you know? yeah. It's all right here, you know. It's instant now, you know. Like, I, my parents, God love them, I try to get them onto Facebook uh-huh. just to keep up with things because I will call them and tell them what's going on. In their village. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, yeah. you, it's usually deaths. I say, hey, did you hear such and such died? And mm. I said, how the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook? Yeah, right. You know, so I'm, I'm, they live in the village and I'm keeping them up to date in the news, wow, you know? Wow, yeah. Wow. Isn't that something? Hell yeah. 22 years ago, you was fighting outside of borders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, dude? Now you're sending... The amazing news from your yeah right and sending news from your yeah, village back it, to your village yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. it's, it's all it's all instant you know yeah, it's it is it really is so yeah. like you've got a couple of kids yeah and what's it what's it like trying to tell these stories to them where obviously this is all alien to them to some so degree. so my son's still he's twelve and he, you know you tell him and every time we go back we'll go up um, the last time we went back was three years ago so we we went for like four weeks mm-hmm. so. I, I took the kids into Belfast and I was able to show them and like Belfast now is not Belfast what it yeah. was then it's beautiful now it's it's mm-hmm. really what they call like a cosmopolitan city mm-hmm. now up to date and, it's really yeah. modern it, you know there's businesses back like when I let, when I was there it was it wasn't too bad but you know downtown it was there were stores that were bombed all mm-hmm. the time that were yeah. just empty and down the docks area there was nothing there now you've got half a million dollar apartments in a, right. in a ship yeah. hole it used to be 20 years ago it's unbelievable but I try and tell them stories of what it was like they get it but they don't really get it yeah. you know didn't see it didn't, didn't see it, it yes, you know to... didn't witness it you know so it's hard you know maybe as they get older they'll look into a little bit more but mm-hmm. yeah I try and keep them up or let them know what it was like you know but because there's the real time news of what's happening and then there's yeah. all your stories <laughs> yeah right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and even even my my wife uh, you know, she's heard a lot of these stories too, and 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 even some of you know, like some of my fighting stories. Mm-hmm. That will she hears a lot more when we go back there. We're sitting in a pub, and I meet up mm-hmm. with some of the buddies, and we're all having. <laughs> remember, oh, remember the night we did this. Remember, memories. remember, oh, yeah. remember the fight we had that night, and then she's going, oh, "What the fuck were you like?" You yeah. know. <laughs> but the first one of the no, it wasn't the first time. Uh, one of the times I took my wife over there, we went for my cousin's wedding. And he's a Catholic, and he was marrying a Protestant girl. Right? Oh. And so one of the one of the times that it really dawned on her that things are a little bit different was when we got over there the day of the wedding. I had to sit down and tell her, "Listen, when we get to this wedding today, don't if anybody asks who you are, where you're from, just tell them you're Kate from America. Mm-hmm. Don't say, don't speak for me. Yeah, because I need to suss people out." Because I knew the bride, she was. I knew her, but I don't know who her brothers or who her cousins or who yeah. her friends Dad, are, uncles, who yeah. might take offense of all these Catholics. But I just don't know the situation. Yeah. And so I, I was telling Kate that day, speak for yourself, don't speak for me. 
if somebody wants to know who I am, they can come and ask me mm-hmm. because there's a way of finding, you know. Um, but about how they talk, how they dress. <laughs> well, it's just trying to, it's, it's something to get, you're just trying to get their attitude. Yeah. If they're, how aggressive. And- if it's if they're trying to, you know, really, who you, where are you from, you know. It used to be, you know, when we used to go for nights out in the city and stuff years ago, we would always have fake names. <laughs> so we would be driving in a car full of guys <laughs> Depending on where we were going to, what town, we would have fake names, right? And I would usually use one of my fake names was some of the Protestant guys I went to school with, college with. Right? Okay. I always use one of their names. I didn't know if you had a name like because Dirk it was easy. Diggler. It was always, no, yeah, buck naked, you know, Dirk Diggler, uh, hung low if you were, you know, Chinese town hung low, you know. Um, but no, so I would always use one of their names because it was easy to remember, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going out to a nightclub or something, it was the same same as the wedding. If you're talking to a girl, you're chatting up this woman, you're getting on great with her, but I don't know who she's here with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if her brother's in the crowd too, and if her brother hears me speaking, there's a good chance he knows what my accent or that I'm not from this town, that I'm from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. if I am from somewhere else, who are you and where are you from? Mm-hmm. So that's where your fake names would come in. I got you. So if I'm that's going to, there was a couple of towns that were, hey, that were very big. You, you knew it was a, a Protestant area. Mm-hmm. So I would always use a Protestant name. Or if it was a mixed village or a mixed town, you would use your own name. Just It was always dependent on where you were going. Right. Um, so you would just, hey, if you met this woman, oh, my name such and such. If he ended up marrying her, good luck explaining that. What, you know, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. But yeah, more more or not, it was like a one night stand you were going for. You know, mm-hmm. so you would always just tell her your your fake name. Did you have to fake accents a little bit here and there? Like we we just started, and me and my buddy Alistair, who we were really good at doing certain English accents. So we would we would challenge each other when we go out at night. As to how long we could keep up a certain accent for <laughs> before you break, how many pints you broke. it takes. Yeah. And then so and if if you were in a club and you were you're getting on as we gangbusters with a woman, you know you're <laughs> you're you're in there. One of us would always try and ruin it for you, oh. you know, just just as as guys do, oh, you know. Black. And you would just go and try and ask him questions, so we're trying to break the accent, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so the fake accent was just. Uh, just to try and space things up a little bit sometimes, you know. But not not for like not for like the religious thing because it would be hard. It was just hard yeah, to do. Yeah. yeah. So you, you would do the, you would it. do you would do the fake name on. You wouldn't tell them where you're really from. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. If, I says, if a woman says to me, "Oh, where are you from?" You say, "Oh, from Cushendall." She already knows I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you never say. So I would say you're from Ballymena or I'm from Derry. Well, you wouldn't say Derry because Derry's split like Belfast, split okay. two. Mm-hmm. So you say you're from. De- Balamina from from a little bit more diverse, yeah. So summer was more mixed, you know. Tricks of the trade. It's, it's tricks of the trade, but and I always t- it's that was that was normal for us. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. yeah, I would think that would get exhausting after a while, but it's it, kind of treated it as a game. A, it, but you had to to look. I I've come out of nightclubs some nights, and luckily I've known clubs that I didn't work in, but I knew guys that were worked on the door there, and I've mm-hmm. seen us coming out some nights and getting jumped by 20 guys outside mm-hmm. because they've heard us talking inside <clears throat> and they've sussed that we're, we're not who we say we were right. and they've just taken a chance and there's four or five of us coming out and there's 20 guys just putting punches on us yep. and feet in just mm-hmm. because they know we're Catholics. 
right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And luckily, thank God, I knew some of the bouncers that they were jumping and right. help us. But yeah, it's it was it was, the, and then you know the mid nineties. You know, you're looking. They had what they call the tit for tat killings. You had mm -hmm. the. Um, Protestant bars where the IRA were walking in with a couple of AK-47s and just fucking spraying. Damn. Killing the whole bar. And then two days later for retaliation, the UVF would walk into a Catholic bar and just spray. Jeez. Right? And that went on for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So at that, at that <clears throat> point then, all your local bars were locking the front doors. Mm -hmm. And so there'd be cameras outside and a little monitor behind the bar. And just to get into your local bar, you had to ring the doorbell. Mm -hmm. And if they saw you, they'd buzz you in. Wow. And you had to, if you were the last day, you had to make sure the door was closed behind you. Stories are true. And if you, Damn. and if you, somebody rang the doorbell and nobody knew who they were, which was hard at the time because my village was big on tourism. That's how mm -hmm. these, our village survived. <clears throat> so you get tourists in all the time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got these tourists ringing the door, knock at the door and they couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. But, and then, so what they were doing is, just to really mess with you, each side were sending uh, funeral wreaths to bars as a warning. Jesus. So if your bar got a wreath, there was a chance that there was you're on the watch list. You were going to get shot up someday, mm -hmm. you know. But same thing. That was normal. Yep. That you just dealt with it, you know. Mm -hmm. What's what are you going to do? Stop living your life? Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, great our, way to our, put it. Our, our local bar had. Uh, so the big soccer game before we had satellite TV and everything. So it was the old antenna TV. So the big in Glasgow and Scotland, there's two big soccer teams, Celtic and Rangers. Celtic mm -hmm. are the Catholic teams and Rangers are the <clears throat> Protestant team. So in the north of Ireland, when they played each other it was a huge event. But we would have busloads of people from Belfast to come down to our village because we were so close to Scotland, we get really good reception. Oh, okay. On the TV, <laughs> nice. right? So you've got them two or three bars in the village. Be hundreds and hundreds of people, all Catholics, in to watch this game. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one year that the police intercepted a car bomb about five miles up the road. It oh, ran. Oh, it it did. It was a traffic stop or something. Mm -hmm. Something was suspicious with the car. So they get the driver jumped and ran, and the cops never caught him. But inside the car was a thousand pounds of explosives. Jesus fuck! And the word was that it was to be parked outside the pub that we were all in watching the game. Mm -hmm. If that yeah. had gone off, they would have killed hundreds. Yeah, Jesus. hundreds. That's, that's insane. You know, but again, that was normal. Yeah, it was in the territory. Mm -hmm. That right? was yeah. you just you either didn't go out your door or you just get on with your life. You, mm -hmm. you got the read. There was the warning. <laughs> you just go. My mother never slept for years. She'll yeah. tell us to this day. She never slept because every time we went out at the weekends, oh, now, yeah. we would take, we would go too far. We would fucking go out on a Friday and not come home until Sunday. Right. Because yep. you would crash at buddies' houses and stuff and or you get too mm -hmm. much to drink on a Friday night. You just go, I'm not going home. I'm going to go up to his. He's got a party going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, then Poor Saturday man, would come yeah. along and the party would keep going. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck, I'll go home tomorrow. Yeah. Well, our mothers just would, wouldn't sleep at night because they didn't know if there was a bomb or there was shooting mm -hmm. or what mm -hmm. was going on, you know. And we didn't realize till later that she would tell us, you know, you fucking boys just drove us crazy, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. So, I guess we really don't have it that bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah relatively. No, not like you yeah. had it bad in your childhood, but it's but just it, different. It, it like you said, it's living it your life. It wasn't bad. It was just normal for us. Yeah. That was just yeah. that was that's the way it was in North Ireland. You know, it was just you get on with it. You know. Yep. Now, we, like you say, we were outside of the city, so we didn't even get half of it of what they were getting. Mm -hmm. 
you know. That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Belfast, into Belfast. Yeah, when I moved into Belfast, I moved into Belfast, uh, I don't know, 95 or something. To I got a job in there, chefing. Then I ended up bouncing at night. And the first nightclub, I got a, I got a, there was an agency. There was two agencies in Belfast. So you had one or the other. Mm. And they would send you to a nightclub. You didn't know where you were going until that day. So they'd say, okay, you're going to go here tonight. The first <laughs> first nightclub I went to was a, was a buddy of mine that I knew got me to go there with him and, and he brought me in and it was the Europa Hotel in Belfast which if you ever there's a comedian called Billy Connolly Scottish guy and he's got this great joke about when he goes into Belfast the Europa Hotel and he's got this skit, skit about the manager takes great pride and welcome you to the Europa Hotel in Belfast it's the most bombed hotel in Europe <laughs> <laughs> you know they have to replace and they did at one point they were replacing windows constantly in the, and because there would be bombs in the street on the on Griffith Story Street in <clears throat> Belfast and it would shatter the window. So eventually yeah. the hotel had to put bomb-proof windows in. Mm. Right? So they had a nightclub in the basement and my first night there, my buddy brought me in and he says, listen, you got to remember one thing. And he says, he says Catholics on that side, Protestants on that side. Mm-hmm. There's an invisible line down the middle of this club. There was a bar on that side, a bar on that side. There was own toilets on both sides. And he says, and usually people are in here, they know who each other are. And there's never any trouble until they cross that line. But you got to make sure that was this well, when you were bouncing. We, oh yeah, you were 19. Is that what you? Oh said? no, that, yeah. Or at that point, later? no. At that point, I was probably I'm mean, 21 or something, 22. Okay, so pretty much same. Yeah, yeah. But so there was this invisible line, and we weren't there to stop people crossing it. Mm-hmm. We were there to break up the fights mm-hmm. when somebody did cross it. And yeah. my God, when they crossed it. Hell kicked off, <laughs> but that's it. Was Belfast? If Belfast and their nightclubs have an invisible line down the middle of them wow. mm-hmm. to keep them on that side and keep them on that side, you know? And I thought this is fucking crazy. That is crazy, yeah. This is nuts, you know. And now I think God Belfast changed a lot since then. Yeah, there's some. It is a great city to go out and have a drink in now, where you, there's no trouble anymore. But uh, it's. Yeah, back then it was just stupid. Yeah, well, stupid. Well, thanks for <clears throat> thanks for the stories, man. It was yeah. awesome. Thanks for lending your perspective on things. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. uh, everybody gains a little bit of per- perception yeah, from yeah. your story and learn a little something and yeah, get on with it. So, thanks again, Simon, for being oh, here. For Appreciate us. it, man. Um, Josh Shasti, thanks so much. Appreciate yeah. it. this has been the Fozcast with the Fozcaster on Twitter. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.